Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Hey, good morning, Silver Lake. Pastor James coming to you right here this morning from um, the Maze Mansion, as we affectionately call our house and um, I'm in the dining room and not at church in front of you guys uh, ministering like I wish I was so um, I'm missing all of you guys and and um, I look forward to the time when when we can all gather together again um, and see each other's faces as much as I like looking in the mirror I'm getting kind of tired of looking at my face in these recordings so your guys' faces will look awful good when I when I see you um, I'd like to thank um, <clears throat> All you guys uh, last week, Dim uh, Fitch and um, the entire worship team and um, done such a phenomenal job and and Will was phenomenal in his message that it, that he delivered and um, without it we couldn't we couldn't without them and without all of you we couldn't do what we do and so I appreciate them and I appreciate you lots and I'm so blessed to be a part of this family. I'm gonna go on to get to our message and. I was just thinking about what I wanted to share and praying about it. And the Holy Spirit kind of put a few things on my heart to, to talk to you about. And um, I'm going to start in Romans. And it's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And it says this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I love this scripture because what he's trying to tell us is that we're not ordinary. We're not common. There's there's nothing ordinary about us that that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, and that that we have a higher call and we have a higher purpose and we have a higher God, and we can trust what He's doing in our life. And so we don't have to worry like the world worries, and we don't have to fear like the world fears. And really, they don't have to fear. All all they have to do is turn their heart to to Jesus and 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 be saved and. And um, that's all any of us have done. And and um, that's what you can do out there, too, if you're listening and don't know Jesus. You can give him your heart right now. But um, to go on, um, <clears throat> don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. What is that pattern? Sometimes it's like, I don't know how we're going to make it. And it's almost like sometimes we act like we don't have a God and we, we don't have a higher support and that, like, we might feel like we're all by ourselves, and especially like this week, you know, it's like four days, 12 hours and 32 minutes and eight seconds, now nine, since we've been quarantined, right? And so basically quarantined at a stay at home. And so it can feel like, you know what, we're shut in and, and um, we can't see each other and where's God in the midst of all this? And um, and then we get this, um, one of my friends called, um, his name is Dwayne Williams, he calls it the Billy Goat um, Syndrome, and he goes, oh me, oh my, you know, and we get to feeling sorry for ourselves and get down, and, and God never intended for us to do this. These are the times when we can look and say, you know what, this is the time that I can thrive. This is the time that God created for for me to excel in, and so we can excel in these things, and and we can we can grow and we can get way better um, as people and believers than we ever dreamed possible. And so I want to just encourage you this morning: trust God, 
trust him in what he's doing and know that he's still for you and he hasn't forgotten you. And so I was thinking of so many people in the Bible who had the opportunity to to be quarantined, right, from Passover, where God said, I want you to stay in your house and I want you to take the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorpost of your house. And then I, I think about... Um, Daniel, he was quarantined, but he was quarantined in a in a lion's den. And then, then the three Hebrew children, they were quarantined, but they were thrown into to the to the fiery pit. And then we we see Noah, right? God put him in an ark, and he was in that ark with a bunch of animals and his family for for months. And so we we look and we're thinking, man, okay, so maybe what we're going through, not bad. Maybe by by you know, another three or four days of this, your spouse may be wanting to kill you or your kids or someone. But other than that, at least it's not a lion's den or a fiery pit. And we got some good stuff um, that's going on too. And so um, I was just thinking also about that. Um, a New Testament example that we had, and his name's Paul. A lot of you guys know Paul because um, he wrote a good chunk of this New Testament. And so I was thinking about Paul and so how Paul was in prison. Man, he was imprisoned. And he wasn't just in prison, but he was in chains. And when he was in chains, God used that and took him farther than he ever dreamed. And so I went um, went and worked on a horse. And uh, it seems like everything I say, oh, I've done this with a horse. And, and um, but that's kind of, kind of my life. And I've been working on this horse since he was a baby. She's probably 16 or 17 years old. And so she had an abscess in her foot. And so I went over there to uh, help the people with the horse and um, to pull the shoe and maybe see if I could find where the abscess was. And um, I got over there and they had her foot in a bucket. And I was like, oh, you got her foot in the bucket soaked? And they're like, yeah, try to get it out. And I'm like, what do you mean try to get it out? And they're like, she she won't, won't let us get her foot out of the bucket. And I was like, what? I was like, most of the time when a horse has, has an abscess, you can't get them to keep their their foot in the bucket and that bucket has like some warm warm water in it and that with that warm water that you put epsom salt and that epsom salt sucks that abscess right out of the foot usually and so anyway um that's the purpose of it but a lot of horses you like you put you're trying to put their foot in and they're jerking and they're pulling they're like no you can't have my foot you can't have my foot but she was the opposite man she's like you know what i want this abscess out and I find comfort and I can't find um, relief when my foot's in there and like the water will get cold and she'll just stand there in the cross ties with her foot in the bucket. It's it kind of the wildest thing I ever saw. And, and it's, what's real unique about an abscess is like when you're going through it as a horse or like maybe you had an abscess tooth or something like that. But when a horse has an abscess, it's like little particles or granules get up in their foot and it goes up and as it goes up, the body is saying you you don't belong here so it creates an abscess and then it then it pops it out and when it pops it out it seems like it's the worst thing in the world that's happening to you but it's actually ju just the way that that foot's cleaning itself out and so some of us feel like maybe we got an abscess right now with all the world going around um in panic and and in fear and not all the world but a lot of the world and and um, and um, maybe circumstances ha have risen. Maybe you you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've had friends that's lost a loved one. Maybe you have friends that are sick. Maybe you you've lost your job and and had trouble with finances and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, just like that abscess, 
it's going to pass and you're going to come out way better on the other side and and we're going to make it through it but back to the horse he was standing there and so it, it was hard to get that foot out and so i got the foot out and i pulled the shoe and looked and couldn't really find any tracks for the abscess and then i was like i guess we could soak her foot again and so we got the bucket and put it down there back in like it wasn't even hard she but she found her safe place and that's what we can do in, in our lives is we can find a safe place and we know when we're hurt and, and when things are going wrong that we can we can set ourselves in that place and that we can have have a, uh, a relief and a soothing and we know that it's healing us and drawing all the bad stuff out of us and and we can make it through because our our option our our not our option but but our objective should never be to just walk in um walk in fear or or walk in um oh my gosh what am i going to do but our objective should always be what am i going to focus on am i going to focus on on what's going on around me or it's good to be aware of it but we don't focus on that or am i going to focus on what god's saying and not what the world's saying it's good to know what what the doctors are saying it's good to know to be smart i'm not telling you not to be smart not to be wise what i'm telling you is let's focus on what god's saying because it's saying don't conform any longer to the power, to the to the pattern of this world. You guys like my glasses? So uh, one of my friends told me I look like Mr. Magoo, and it is actually my wife's glasses, but they work. So you're going to have to put up with looking at me like this. It says this, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? By, by the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, hearing people talk, hearing about Jesus, hearing about people's testimonies. The Bible says that we're, we're made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So when we hear that and we hear about the testimonies, well, you know what? They were sick and look, they got through it. You know what? They lost their job, but God provided supernaturally for them. We're not, we're not in a place where we're all alone and that we have no hope. We have a God that saw this coming and he's with us and he's not out of options and neither are you because you have a great God. Now listen to this. It says, why do we renew our mind? It says, because then you will be able to test and approve what's, what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now... Everybody, I know a lot of people want to blame stuff on God, and they say, "Well, that's an act of God." When everything, anything, some, anything bad happens at any time, and I think that's like one of the one of the meanest things you could do is to um, put all that bad on a good God. You hear, well, well, the insurance company say, "Well, it was an act of God." No, it wasn't. It, it was bad, and um, but God will work in it. But God doesn't ca cause all the bad stuff that's happening and it's good good for for us to know it but we can know what god's will is what's god's will he can, he said said he come that none should perish but that all should have an opportunity to know him and to live in him and and um prosper and and he says above all i wish that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers does that mean that we're not going through bad times no right now is the opportunity where, where we're getting to go through some stuff, but it's our time to shine. And so in Philippians, I'm going to flip over here to 
Philippians, get it? Flip to Philippians. Probably someone out there named Philip. Hi, Philip, I'm flipping the Philippians. Anyway, it says this. Philippians 1, verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And then it says this. And you know what? I'm thankful for you too, for our family. Our family, our church family, that is not a building. And we meet at a building and I'm thankful for the building. But our church is you guys. It's the people and it's and it's you. So um, I thank God for you and our partnership in the gospel and the good news of Jesus from the first day Day I met you guys when I I come into you guys because you guys have already been going before I become pastor, but from that first day till now, being confident of this that He who began a good work in you will carry it out on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You know what He's saying, man? This isn't the end uh uh of the of the world it might be the end of the world as we knew it but this is a great opportunity for us to share the gospel and worship with other believers and 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 bring people in um the opportunity to know Jesus and know our testimony and know who we are even if they accept it or reject it it doesn't matter we love you and and we're here for you but what what he's saying is I began a good work. I began a good work in you, and I began a good work in Silver Lake, and I began a good work in C4, and, and whatever ministry you guys are operating in. And he's like, I'm going to see it to completion. I'm going to finish it. He Like, God finishes what he started, you know. You're up with a lot of old timers, you know. Go out and dig a fence hole, and you come back in, and your grandpa or your dad or your uncle, be, you get it halfway, they'd be like, no, no, you're going to finish what you start. Or they get that. That's that old grit, and that's what we gotta gotta have in our in our own life. Is we're gonna finish what we start, but God's gonna finish what He started. And then I I love how it goes on because it's talking about Paul. I'm gonna skip down a little bit in Ephesians to to twelve because I want to be respectful of time. But it says this. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Well, well, what happened to him? He's in chains up here in, in chapter um, um, 1, verse 7. It says, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you since, since I have you in my heart. For whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. And so now he's saying, man, I long to see you. I wish I could see you, but but now watch what God's going to do. So we get to verse 12 and he says this now. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Wait a second. He's in chains. He's he's locked up. He, he's like already talking about how he can't see the other believers and how he can't fellowship with them and how he misses them. But now he's in chains. Uh, but now he's saying, guess what? I want you to know 
brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. I'm telling you right now, you're looking at like, well, I don't know how this is going to work out. And all the time we're trying to find ways to reach people with, with the love of Jesus and to serve people with the love of Jesus. And now in the midst of all this chaos, we have great opportunities. And in the midst of this, we're able to make, God's able to make this good so that we're able to say the same thing where we can say, now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to us has really served to the advance the gospel. There's there's people out here hurting, and that that they're not they're not um, an object. They're real, and and they're going through stuff. And we have the opportunity to reach out and love them. You're like, well, I'm not. I don't get. To, maybe you're saying I don't get to preach, or I don't get to do this, or I don't get that. You know what? Everybody has people around them. You have friends, and you have acquaintances, and maybe you're kind of distanced to them physically, but you still can reach out to them um, electronically, and we're able and able to love on them, not just for the purpose of getting something out of them, like say, oh, I just want you to meet Jesus. That's our ultimate goal is for everyone to meet Jesus, but our ultimate goal should be to love people in no matter what their decision is going to be, but in that, I want, I want their decision, I'd love for their decision to be to accept Jesus. Amen. And so, but what it's saying is now I want you to know, brothers, I want to, I'm reading this over and over because I want you guys to get this, that what has happened to us has really served to advance the gospel. We're getting an opportunity to have, have church right here like this, but there's, there's hundreds of people that'll see this, not just you guys. And there's hundreds of people who will have the opportunity to hear about Jesus that necessarily might not. And so we have, have a great opportunity right now to, to, to follow in that. I'm going to skip on in Philippians because I'm going to close because I want to keep these uh, um, kind of short. So, so it seems like it's a little bit um, different when you're talking to yourself, looking in a, in a video recorder. Philippians chapter two, verse one, uh, verse five says this, so if we have, if we're thinking, if our mind's renewed and we're thinking, how should we think? Well, we should think like Jesus, right? Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. He said, your heavenly father knows you need all this, all these things. And he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He's saying, seek him first and, and his righteousness, not your righteousness. Your righteousness is filthy rags. None of us are righteous. Not one of us is just by the grace of uh, of, of God through Jesus Christ that any of us have any hope. And now that we have that hope, we can share that hope through loving other people. But what he's saying is seek his righteousness, seek his way, seek his kingdom. He's saying in, in a way, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, knowing that your righteousness and your hope and your and everything that you have and you are, it's not through yourself, but it's through Jesus. And so he's saying here, your attitude should be the same of that as Jesus. And something else he said in there, that's where we see the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But he starts off with something in there. Our Father, that was never said. Abraham was a friend of God, but he, he never called God his Father. But you can call God your Father. 
All you have to do is say, you know something, Jesus? I believe in you. I believe you died for me. And come into my heart. I receive you. And then call or text or or reply on the on the um, website or however the technical mumbo jumbo goes. But let us know. If you have prayer requests, let us know. But I want to read this uh, um, to close. It says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God. I got my glasses here and I'm not even using them. I ain't that smart. Hey, right? Um, who, okay, who being in very nature of God, who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even to the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Now watch this. He he said, you know something? He had the very nature of God and we have the very nature of God. But in that nature, we humble ourselves, right? And and, and we become servants and we love people. And, and God says this about Jesus. He says, therefore, because he done it. When you see therefore, you always ask, what's that therefore? Therefore, because he done that, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Christ is Lord to the glory of God our Father. And I love this in 10 because it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every in, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. I want to tell you something. There's stuff out there that's going to have to bow to the name of Jesus. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe there's some financial distress. Maybe there's some heartache. Maybe there's some family turmoil because you're all cooped up together and you're hoping that you, you're not so worried about not surviving the virus. You're worried that your spouse might kill you or your kid. Maybe you've lost some family and I'm so sorry. If you've lost friends or family, we're praying for you. And if we can help in any way, please please get a hold of us. But we want you to know that this too will bounce at the name of Jesus. And so let me pray for you real quick. Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather here as a family um, via the um, the internet or or however they're, they're watching this. But Father, I just ask for your peace that passes all understanding and for your provision and for for your hope and for your love to reach people right where they are. Father, thank you for our family. Thank you for our church family. Thank you for for all the people that that are out there listening right now. And just, Father, I ask that you let them know that you love them and that you're for them and that you're making a way where there seems to be no way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. And we will see you guys very soon. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.